Hey, we are back with another episode of Barbie Does Dating. I am your host, Barbie Berg. This is my co-host, Steve Solberg. Hello. <laughs> over here on the couch. <laughs> I can't just say hello into the mic stand where there's no mic. Sorry about that. <laughs> I like that you're suddenly in a 1950s sitcom. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hey there. Friends. Good to see you on the uh, old sick one. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Housewives, when you wax your floor, do you ever think to yourself, <laughs> I could use a helping hand. Oh, my gosh. Well, you want the best stuff, get slick wax. Get on the trolley. It's number one. <laughs> All the hip cats are using it. <laughs> want a shine that can't be defined? <laughs> now, let's put on another little ditty from... <laughs> Susie Bell, there's a swing in my step. Woo. And a nickel in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, this is what happens when we have two professional comedians. Oh, Martin, do you studio. have a hard time controlling the little lady in your life? Well, have I got a tip for you. She's getting out of the kitchen. <laughs> controlling the little lady. What has this turned into? <laughs> All right, this is our producer, Nicoletti, Hello. who also offers sage wisdom. Maybe. And this is our guest, Sean. Rapier. Rapier, who I just forgot how to that's say his okay. last name. I did too. <laughs> I don't even know if that's right. So Sean was just on another episode of ours, and we just wanted him to stick around because we just love him. Oh, you guys and are the best. And he has his own podcast called Latter-day Lives, which we just love. Thank you so much. That we've all been on. So, all of you, because we're of you awesome. Guests. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. guys were awesome. Because we're all awesome. Because we're awesome. <laughs> By the way, I have stories that from you two for sure, maybe you also from huh. my podcast that you haven't shared on this on your own podcast. Which story? About what? So funny. Oh, I, I haven't ever shared the polygamous story on here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my word. Me. That Mm-mm. I would say part of this podcast came because of her appearance. It did, absolutely. On your show. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Absolutely. Because I was like, that was fun. I no, could do I that. No, I remember you sent me a message <laughs> saying, yeah. I'm thinking about doing this. I think I'm going to do this. Huh. And then I went on Nick's. A long time ago. A long time ago when I wrote a personal piece about when I was disfellowshipped and the truth yep. about what goes on in a disciplinary council. So that's how I met Nick. Yep. And then I met Sean in a much lighter note. Yes. <laughs> so your polygamist story, I shouldn't set this up. We're recording right now. But, and then Steve has not on this show shared knocking on the door of a beautiful young no, woman. No, we did. On his mission. Did oh, you did. Really one of my favorites. That? We did. Did I? No, did. I've listened to yeah. every, I've listened Good. to every episode. Yeah. We're from the Church of Jesus. Good. 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 It's on the dating or return missionary really? episode. Oh, man. I've it's one of my favorite stories. I've listened to every episode. Yeah. Well. In that case, it's just all that's left for Steve to do is 90s music lyrics. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. That's all he's got. I don't know. Saturday night, you uh, you did a lot of Kevin Bacon stuff. He started. I did. And, it was and I never funny. do that. I, uh, he I made a joke about, about how it's weird that he looks this much like Kevin Bacon and he's this close to Lehigh and how he just wants to go down to the roller mills and angry dance. And then he proceeded to angry dance and it was amazing. Do you really? <laughs> I don't so know what good. came over me. <laughs> it was like leaping the power across. of bacon. It was, it was fantastic. So wonderful. Do you ever struggle on what to do right at the top of a set? Yeah, I used to come out. Do you remember when uh, Lord of the Dance was really? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I am a large, overweight, schlubby man, and 
I so as a large overweight man, I used to come on because it's so hard to open a show. Yeah. And so I used to come out and I'd start. I'm very good at river dancing. <laughs> so <laughs> I would come out and I'd start. No words, dancing. just river dancing. <laughs> I would start river dancing. I'd start doing the Irish whatever dance. Yeah, I was actually good, at it. and I'd make them play that at the club. Yeah, and I'd come out and I'd start doing it, and then after about like six seconds of it, I'd get super winded, and then I just breathe into the microphone really hard, like a few times, and I said, "Sorry, I learned to do that when I was touring with." Uh, and it was called. Uh, Michael, Michael Flatley's Flatley. Lord of the Dance. I said I was touring with Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would go, uh, I'm sorry, I'm uh, that wasn't a joke. I'm fat, and I really am fat. And then I do about 15 fat jokes in a row <laughs> that murder, where I, yeah. I literally I say, no, I really am fat. People have started referring to my wife as my better quarter. And when I, <laughs> when I set my cell phone for vibrate, I don't feel the call for like seven minutes. And when I stand in line for Chinese food, people rub my belly for good luck. And I <laughs> have God, a t-shirt. So rapid fire. I have pajamas that say one size fits all but you. And I just oh. go on and on until the audience then gets really uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And then, then I start telling jokes. That's fantastic. <laughs> wow. That's a good beginning. It's strong. It's actually a pretty strong open. Yeah. yeah it all good. goes downhill from there, but it's, it's a good It's so open. interesting to learn so much more about behind the scenes of stand-up comedy, like hanging out with Steve and I just feel so bad because Steve will sometimes call me and be like, hey, I think I want to try this joke on stage and I'm dying and then it bombs on stage. <laughs> and he like will well, call me know. after and be like, thanks, Barbie. And I'm like, I still thought it was funny. My <laughs> wife my wife is my, you should try your material on my wife because she hates she, comedy. Oh, really? <laughs> she hates all all things good. She, <laughs> she, is, hates all things she good. is the murderer of joy. But you can get her to laugh though still. Yeah, but normally, like by hurting myself or <laughs> just not uh, knowing that some slaps Arkansas is a state or something like that. Like she likes to laugh at that stuff, you know. Yes. But when I'm trying to make her laugh, no, no chance. Wow, tough crowd. Yeah, it's good to have though. Sometimes. Yeah, but it's good. So that's how you know, though. You, she hits the threshold, and and then we're good. If I ever try to do stand up and she actually laughs. You're like, this is I, I will I will absolutely murder. My wife stopped going to my shows because she was uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. When she did not like watching me do jokes, she said she was so nervous because <laughs> she knows I'm not very funny. And so she would just worry that other people were going to realize I wasn't funny. And <laughs> Nice. She didn't want to be there. Well, should we get to the topic? I guess if we have to. So I have... So Steve and Nick and I have this like Facebook thread like on Messenger that we bounce ideas back and forth and we talk about all the weird stuff that we see. And so I was like, here's some ideas that I want to talk about. And one of the days we started talking about how it drives single people crazy when anyone, the second they get engaged, it tends to happen. And it's what I call single amnesia, that as soon as they get engaged or married, they forget what dating is like. They all do. Dating or just being single? Dating and being single. It's okay. both. I mean, but they always forget where I can't tell you how many friends I've had that get engaged and they're like talking to their friends that are single. Like, don't worry, ladies, you'll find your right guy. You just have to stop being so picky and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, a week ago, we were just like comforting you with a bunch of ice cream because you didn't <laughs> like this guy's eyebrows. <laughs> like, really? Uh-huh. That is ridiculous, and it's true, and I, I call it amnesia because as soon as they find their person, they're like, 
don't worry, you sad little people. You're going to find it. Or we get a lot of, you're too picky. You're not doing this right, blah, blah, blah. Not saying you said that, Nick, but it's... No, I've it's, given advice where I've gotten you know, the response from you guys that it's, <laughs> I've got single amnesia, and I'm, I admit it. I'm loaded with it. I'll chime in on that, though. I, I think that it may be that we've forgotten, but it's more likely that we just don't care. <laughs> like this. I don't mean that to... Maybe? I, no, I mean, like, I found mine. Why are we still talking about dating? <laughs> Shut up and hurry and get married. Your standards are too high. You're too picky. What else do I have to say? Will you please get married so we can be married couples now? I won. Okay, please go win like me. Now go win. I'm yeah. a winner. Go Quit win being like a me. loser. Hey, um, yeah, why are we still talking about it? Maybe that's it. Maybe it's people going, ah, oh, yeah, cute. Yeah. Adorable. It's kind of like. Me. No. I, that's, I, I'm different. Mm-hmm. I do it because. I, I don't do that either. I just wondered if maybe <laughs> someone does. <laughs> I my my whole thing is I th- I think I know better. Yeah. Yeah, married people but give I think the most worst people advice. Do. I, and and there's an element of we want you to be married and of happy. Of course. We want you to be in a happy mm-hmm. successful relationship. That yeah. that's certainly undergirding it. I think it also gets hard in the church, especially as you get older like in the mid singles and stuff. Like I know people that are like I can't stand being in a family ward and I get treated not less than but they're like you know, you're the single person in the ward. Great, they'll give you callings and stuff. But almost they treat people better to the 21-year-old that just got married. And it's like, I'm 36 and I've never been married. Like, I have seen singles dances where people that were are younger than some of the people are chaperones. And you're like... Does that really happen? Uh-huh. Are there chaperones at... Yes, I always. chaperoned an adult always. dance. Yeah. Really? Always. Last year. I, I not shouldn't have thought of that. If it is church-sponsored, it will always be chaperoned. Always. By a married person. By a married person. They have to be married. That's how, why how I was How do you know who the it. chaperones are? <laughs> yeah, you don't <laughs> a have A bunch any of people. Clue. They're all the same age. Yeah. Well, the big ring, but you know. And yeah. so are you accidentally, at, you could potentially accidentally ask a yeah. married person. Oh, totally. To dance. Absolutely. Not then, likely, because they're probably the ones monitoring the food or yeah, you that's know, on, true. The, on the way in. Like, they're, they're probably with a task. If, you, if you're working the event, mm-hmm. you are probably married. But then what if they say yes and it leads to divorce and then at the next dance they actually are single? Hey. This could, this could put into effect happened. so many crazy things. Stranger things have happened. But no, so like one of my friends, she has a girl that she went to college with that just got married two years ago, I think, and literally talks to my friend like, when you are are older, you'll understand Mm-hmm. what it's like to be married and blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm two years older than you. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I think it just happens a lot in the church because we put so much precedence on being married that it's like kind of, it's, it's a goal we all want. It sounds like the pity is what bothers you. It's the pity, like, oh, don't worry. Everything yeah. will be okay. There's a condescending tone to that. Yeah. I think married people have a smugness yeah. that is so, you are, <laughs> if you got married, you're lucky. Yeah. That's what I think. You got lucky. You got lucky. You could have, you know, you threw a dart. It, yeah. It happened to hit a slot on the board. So what? Well, one of my right. friends wrote me the other day and she's like, I need your advice. And she said, I went on a date with this guy from Mutual and she's like, he was nice enough, but like the conversation was horrible, horrible. They had no connection. It was like pulling teeth. And she calls her mom. She's like, man, that was a bad date. And her mom just proceeded to tell her how she's being too picky. And she basically just needs. And we get advice like this a lot. Do you get advice like this? Like that you're being too picky or I can understand if we're like complaining about dumb things, but 
I, I, I've heard the too picky one a few times. I think that maybe I don't hear that one that often, but whenever I do, it carries such weight that it sits there in my brain for a while. <laughs> and it carries weight because I hate hearing it. Because you're like, okay, too picky. Nobody is married because they weren't picky. You know, I, I don't think anybody goes, well, I finally knew that I needed to settle. <laughs> And here is my wife. <laughs> like, you know. That would have been. That, but wouldn't that have been great if she had said, "Yeah, mom, you want me to settle like dad did?" <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, I mean, I know there are talks that have said to the degree of like, "Look, if the perfect woman is out there, mm-hmm. she's not going to want to marry you anyway." Absolutely. Which is effectively saying, "What." Hey, that is brutal. Who Have you never that? heard that? Yeah. No. It's kind um, of med and jest. Bednar. But bednar. Yeah, it was, a, it was a joke, but at the mm. same time. I think it, I think there was uh, he Richard does it G. Scott all the said that too. It's really good. I yeah. think wow. he was meaning it kind of like a like a joke. I don't think it's really like literally. Yeah, you're supposed it, to take it was it. a yeah. joke for sure. That's it was a funny. joke, but funny. Yeah. still has a lot of truth to it. A little it. bit of truth. But a little bit of truth. Yeah. And 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 I think the main point was, hey, don't worry so much about them. Get to work on yourself. Yeah. Why is it that married people suddenly think they have a PhD in marriage? That's every, <laughs> like, to me, the most condescending thing on earth is, hey, these people are getting married. We're at their reception. Let's give Pass them around the mic and give them advice. <laughs> you don't do that in anything else. Somehow, oh, I've been able to successfully stay married for... Well, some uh, people have years, been so here's through my a lot advice. and can I have yeah. some Then they advice. give crap advice. Too. I wouldn't have never remembered wedding day advice. Wedding day no. advice is a horrible time for it. You know the most cliche wedding advice, right? Hmm. Don't, Don't go to ever bed go angry. to bed angry. Yeah. yeah. Worst yeah. advice. Worst advice ever. You're mad at each other? Go to bed. It's yeah. 5.30, go to bed. It doesn't matter. You'll wake up feeling better. Yes. Now, I there's agree a, with There's that an arrogance to marriage, I think. You There's know. an arrogance to marriage. Is that what you just said? To married, to marriage not to marriage. Advice. To married couples. Like all oh, of a sudden, I, see. I, I, I see. And I'm just trying to question the premise. Is it amnesia, mm-hmm. or is it just now I've arrived? Yeah. And so now I know. I suddenly have the answers to everything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've be. been where you were. Yeah. And now I'm here. Would you like to know how to get here? Because I have a magic map. <laughs> I'm, I'm the Dora the Explorer of marriage. <laughs> I, I have a map. I have a map. I will. <laughs> I will show That's you. That's a dad reference right uh, there. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. But it's just—it's interesting. Not everyone's condescending about it. Not everyone is. But I really do believe that as soon as people have like found their one, I think they just kind of forget, like how difficult it can be, or it's not everybody's time to get married. I think that's something that a lot of people forget. That. Heavenly Father has a plan for all of us, and some people, it's not to get married for a long time, if at all. Like, I think that's just something that people kind of forget, that it's like, you're over 30. I mean, there are some people that I'm like, you could be putting in a lot more of an effort. We should maybe be working on that, but for the most part. So that's my joke, is that I call it single amnesia. Single amnesia. I do forget what it's like, though, and sometimes we'll talk Mm -hmm. to our single friends, and I'll just look at Vanessa and go, yeah, we're never going to be a part. We're never divorced. getting a divorce ever because mm-hmm. I'm not, I can't go back. Mm-hmm. 
That's a one-way door. Yeah, I'm with you. I, yeah, I don't know if it's yeah the condescension thing. I, I get too. Like, yeah, I think anytime you talk to someone about advice, though, it could go into that world. Mm-hmm. So we, we should do a speed round and have you guys quiz me and Nick. You should quiz us on things about being single and about see if we can single. remember. <laughs> I'd be I'd be down. Yeah, I really bring it on. <laughs> Oh, but I think I'd admit it. I think, I don't know, maybe most married couples wouldn't. I, like, I stopped thinking. I got married September 17th, 1994. I stopped thinking about being single September 19th, like two mm-hmm. days after marriage. I, this is the first time I've thought about it since. It's been <laughs> yeah. 24 years, 300. I just don't think about it. But mm-hmm. I don't think about giving advice either because it's so different for everyone, right? It is, yeah. Do you, do you find married couples are dying to give you advice? Um, It's one thing if you ask for it. I, I can. It's one thing if you ask for it. I found my experiences really different. Maybe just because I'm so open about being single. Like, I'm not like, yeah, I'm single. I'm like, yep, I am single. I am sleeping till noon, and I am doing <laughs> these things that you can't do. And so maybe that's why I think it comes off a little different. But I have seen a lot of married couples be Kind of hard on singles. You you talked about that on my podcast. Mm-hmm. We talked about just that's part of being single. Do you find that a lot of people, especially in the church, treat it like it's like it's something that's wrong that needs to be made right? Because that's what I'm picking up here is that they're they're that that sometimes comes across. Um, I think maybe a little bit. Maybe there is a little the feeling bit. like this is your next step, and we're gonna help you get there. Yeah, and that's annoying. Um, it depends on their attitude. If they're like, we think you're awesome. We want to help you find somebody. I am down for that. But if they're like, let's fix all the things that are wrong with you that are clearly keeping you from finding someone that will find you attractive. What? That's an issue. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the wrong guy to be on here because I don't mess around with that stuff. I've got friends my age and older who are single. I just, I just love it. I think it's great. Really? Like, yeah. Are there any cute guys? Should I be meeting any of them? No, they're all <laughs> remarkably unattractive. <laughs> That's a true story. Um, <laughs> thinking of you, Jake. Um, but uh, yeah, you are not attractive, <laughs> and not helping your case. And he sell the sweatpants. We've all told you that. Oh wow! He's, he's a sweatpant guy, <laughs> and not the good ones like the J.C. Penny nine ninety five. Yeah, there's newer, ones. fancy ones. You know the yeah. ones with the bunch. Feet. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And, and that's okay. We don't try to fix them because we can't. <laughs> and I would never set them up with a woman. No woman deserves that. And yet, one of my favorite guys on the planet to hang out with. Yeah. Best. Do you have single friends, Nick? I, um, very few. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I say that I I don't have a lot of people I hang out with regularly. Yeah. Because it's either between travel schedule, mm-hmm. whatever. I just mm-hmm. I don't know that I have as much time to be quote-unquote friends. I'd love to. I have no problem with it. But yeah, yeah, not too many. Not intentional. My wife and I have separate, like, I have friends that, my wife doesn't like any of my friends. (laughs) That's not true. But yeah, we go to concerts and stuff. Yeah. No. I think it's kind of the way, okay, this isn't meant to be controversial. The way some people that aren't members of the church feel that members of the church look and act towards them, that they kind of are like, oh, your life could be so much better. Like kind of a condescending, not like they're just kind of almost looked down upon. Yeah. 
or I messaged Steve a lot when I was in California. We did a photo shoot out in Calabasas. Is that what it was called? Wherever the Kardashians live. We were doing mm. a photo shoot out there. And I had to go to this. It was like Whole Foods, but more expensive, this store. Every day I had to go get our catering food. And it was like women were there fully dolled up in their yoga pants and heels and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, it's this whole new movement of people that eat like organic and green. They really look down on you. Like I had a Coke in my hand and I'm a bigger girl. I am telling you, I've never had so many looks in my life of like, oh, like I was like a homeless person. And I'm like, okay, this is so strange. But that was the way that it kind of felt was people kind of were like, I am living a lifestyle that is so much better and superior to yours. If you were like me, I could make you so much happier. Does that make sense? So that's the single amnesia you're talking about. I feel like that's the feeling that I get a lot. Not all the time, but I know a lot of people, are. they feel like, a lot of people are like, you clearly have done something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, think, like, I think one of the things that, have done something yeah. wrong. Repent and be yeah. married. Yeah. <laughs> and be married. We all know. What sin is it that's stopping you from being married? Yes. <laughs> well, I think when we were, what brought this up originally on our little Facebook chat was the BYU, there was a BYU Firesider devotional. That's what it was. That, that you're like, this, we've heard this advice from everybody before. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I thought this was good stuff. I felt so and, bad. Because Nick sends me, he's like, I watched this devotional. It was amazing. And I watched it. And I know I was also in the wrong mindset at the time. But I found found it really frustrating because everything he said sounded exactly like what I've heard in church every Sunday since I've been in a YSA ward. And so it was just like, yep, we know. <laughs> it was, mm. And I felt so bad after, but I'm like... I And I go back and listen to it. He was not meaning to be condescending or any of those things. Sure. I'm trying to even remember what were some of the points that he made on that. Oh, we could go off I, on that. Yeah. I, I mean, speak, it was good. I speak good. a lot of firesides. I do, a, I do a lot of firesides. And I do a fair amount of YSA firesides. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get, like, told, oh, here's your topic. Uh, go find a mate and get yeah. married. And I'm like, oh, wow. I can't speak on that. Mm-hmm. I can't. That's not. I had one bishop who told me, he said, I want you to speak about dating mm-hmm. and just the importance of dating because no one in our ward dates. Yeah. Is that a thing that you guys say? Like it was, he said. I have heard that. He said in our ward, someone will go, hey, we're hanging out at Bob's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says this big hangout, everybody hangs out, nobody goes out on dates. People don't date anymore. I think one of the biggest problems is most people I know will not ever date in their ward. They refuse to. It's like a rule. Because they're like, well, if it doesn't work out, then it's awkward. And I'm like, well, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Do you think that's a mid-singles thing or is that YSA also? It's YSA hardcore. Hardcore. See, the hangout thing I've heard a lot from a lot of people, Mm -hmm. not just just what you just said. Yeah. My my YSA ward, that was the reason you went, was to marry someone in your YSA ward. Yeah, people will not date in their ward. Yeah. Period. Then and again, every... we, we didn't have the internet. Yeah. So. <laughs> but every time I go. talk to people about it, I get frustrated because I'm like, then why do we have singles wards? Like, honestly, yeah. what is the purpose? Because I have my own weird thing with singles wards. But I'm like, why should we have them if we're refusing to date inside of these? Like, what is the point of this? So... 
I mean, see, but I get all grumpy at single people too. Don't you worry. <laughs> I wasn't getting grumpy no, at single people. You weren't. You weren't. No, not at all. But I feel like sometimes it can be. Like a lot of people do get quite grumpy. But yeah, like people don't date in their singles wards. There is a lot of hangout. I am one though that I have learned I need to be friends with someone before I date them. And it's because I need to see if there's a real connection there. But it's also because, and this is going to sound so weird, it makes me sound like I'm like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. I have very two very distinct personalities. (laughs) I have my outward, oh my gosh, I am loud and excited to meet you and blah, blah, blah. And then I have Barbie who's home who needs to be quiet for a little bit and she's going to watch Netflix for like six hours and we need to just chill. And I found I need to be with people that understand both sides of me. And then if they're still like, hey, you seem pretty cool. Let's go on a date. Then I'll be like, cool, maybe let's see what happens there. But I hate doing the whole dating from nothing thing. I hate it. See, this the single amnesia thing for me mm-hmm. is when married people self-prescribe how they did it and yeah. assume that that's going to be the thing that works for you. Yeah. So like when you say, oh, we got to be friends first. I wasn't friends first mm-hmm. with my wife. That's not how we met. Yeah. Um, and so there's a part of me going, that's silly. Why would you say that? Mm-hmm. It's not a requirement. Yeah. You've made it a requirement. Why would you make it a requirement yeah. to do that? And so I think that that's the maybe the amnesia is not really amnesia, but more self-prescribing as if everybody has needs to have the same experience. Yeah. Because everybody's going to be different. Everyone connects with people in a different way. And I found I am a surface person. I have a ton of surface friends. I am just surface, surface, (laughs) surface. But I don't have a lot of friends that I'm really close with, that I spend hours and hours with, that we talk about a lot of deep things. So I'm not looking for surface anymore. But that's what most of my dating is because it takes me a while to open up and stuff. So I found I let my guard down more when I'm friends with them first. So it takes me a little while to, like, be interested in someone. I think as a church culture where we are oversharers mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. And we, you know, you think about it. We're a church where every fourth Sunday, hey, anyone, get up and talk. Yep. Yeah. Get up and tell us what you feel. But I've noticed in, like, it happens. <laughs> I, I taught gospel doctrine for, like, four years uh, straight. I was our ward's only gospel doctrine teacher for four years straight. Oh, wow. Every wow. Sunday, I taught through the whole the Holy whole cow. standard works. And one of the things I found though that happened a ton is I would say like, okay, we're going to talk about keeping Sabbath day holy. Does one of you only one? Does one of you have a tip? <laughs> About, and then someone would raise their hand and go, in our family, we really like to do this. And I go, that's a perfect example. Thank mm-hmm. you. We're going to read a script. Oh, sorry, Brother Thompson. In our family, we really like, <laughs> we like to do this. And then oh. there will always be someone who raise their hand and go, yeah, in our family, you know, like my yeah. family, we watch basketball. And then the next person, here's why we don't watch basketball. Yep. We just feel like, and then all of a sudden, you have 45 <laughs> minutes of in our family. Uh-huh. And I think that's how we are as a culture. It's, yeah. I... We we open it up to, I need to share everything with you. Let me impart all of my mm-hmm. wisdom. Yep. But it happens, by the way, not only with being single to getting married. Does it not happen with small children? Yeah. So this is, I think, a oh, cultural thing where it's not just dating. Because when I had little kids at sacrament meeting, we'd have older couples who their youngest is 15 years old mm-hmm. who would walk up and go, you know what we used to do in sacrament meeting? Here's what you could do with your kid. And I, Here's what you can do. <laughs> Here's how you can parent. And Yeah. Thanks. And we would get that. We would get that. Here's yeah. what you need to do. Here's, um, you know. So well, it's a lot of 
you're making me your life is making my my life uncomfortable. Yeah. And so here's how you can make your life better so my life's less mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's true especially with the kids. It happens yeah. with the kids all the time where yeah. people have advice. This is how our angelic kids were. <laughs> Stop it. (laughs) Shut up. Yeah, this is why people leave the church. You. You You, are the reason. You are the the reason. You single-handedly have made seven people inactive this year. I know it. (laughs) It's it's crazy. No, it's it so I don't know if it's only to dating, but I can see it being condescending. Mm -hmm. I can see that's where I come up with is I don't know about the amnesia. I I do know we forget about dating because man, when I talk to my single friends, I go, Wow. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, granted, again, it's, I mean, I'm the oldest man alive, but we, when my <laughs> wife and I were dating, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have cell phones. Mm-hmm. We somehow met yeah. up through this crazy system of pay phones and cars. Yep. And, you know, I'm, I'm amazed. I really do. I look back and go, how did we ever connect with anybody? Yeah. yeah. It was a roll of the dice for us. We just happened to be in the same place. A whole bunch of people are going to show up at this place. You show up. You found out you were unpopular because no one else did. (laughs) (laughs) They all showed up somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I can't relate. No, and I really think it goes to it is what you make it. All of us have the power to kind of turn that around and – Remember, it's also the majority of people I know genuinely are wanting to help you. Like, they genuinely are looking at you saying, you're awesome. It's kind of like so many people now get offended when someone asks them, why are you single? They're like, well, what do you mean? Everybody I know gets so offended at it. And to me, I'm always like, oh, it's because they think I'm freaking rad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why they can't understand why I'm single. But so many people are so quick to take offense to it. So I have to remember with married couples or engaged couples, like the majority of the time, they're not trying to be condescending. Like they're really not. There are some that are, but we don't I th- I think hang you'll out be, with them. You'll be sad once married at how it doesn't end, though. It doesn't change. No. We adopted two kids. We had no problems. I don't generally get into my reproductive life. <laughs> We knew of no issues on the horizon. However, we met a one and a two-year-old that we decided to adopt. We'd been married two and a half, three years, something Mm -hmm. like that. And we decided to adopt these kids. And I kid you not, at church, every other couple, you know, and then, well, and then my wife got pregnant right after we adopted. And they go, isn't that just the way? Yeah. Isn't what the way? Well, you know, you you finally give up on having kids and adopt, and now you're having a kid. We gave up on nothing. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. But it's it's true. It happens. Everybody feels like they've got all the answers, and this is we we've adopted kids who have severe behavioral issues, mm-hmm. and we've got one kid who has autism, fetal alcohol syndrome, post traumatic stress disorder. Um, you name it, it goes on and on wow. about this kid. And the, the wisest woman I've ever met in our in my life was in our ward. And she said, you know, you just need to love him more. Oh. <laughs> oh, geez. So, oh. and I thought, man, we didn't think of that. Here we were trying therapy yeah. and medications <laughs> and calling the police when he threatens to kill us. Yeah. We just needed to love him more. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. So I do think you're right. I think there's the single amnesia. But yeah. I also think that as we as members of the church sometimes, as we move on to different levels in our lives, we want to leave a wake of 
of knowledge. A wake of knowledge of uh, here's exactly how to do it because it worked for me. And that's never the answer. Yeah. So question, because I'm a married guy who listens to your show. Worst thing you've heard from a married couple, whether it's advice or a married person, whether it be advice or a comment, what's one that you just... Unless I said it, and then I just can't. <laughs> no, no tell it. me, especially if it's Nick said. <laughs> now, what the crap did Nick say? <laughs> Is there something that you just went, "Wow, did that really just come out of a person's oh, mouth?" Yeah, now I can't think of anything. I mean, for me, it is usually if they go, "Do you think maybe you're being too picky?" It's the too picky thing, and I go, which is amazing to me. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you just you just find yourself like going, "No, like what do you say?" I you mean, know, I mean, I I know what I say. Where I just go, no, I don't think I am. But yeah. thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't helpful. think I'm being too picky about my eternal companion. Well, and how with whom the, I will spend the eternities. How many yeah. general conference talks do we hear where they talk about the person you choose as your spouse is the single most important decision you will make in your life? So we always hear that, and then it's but you're being too picky, and I'm like, but I really need to like this person even a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I'm sorry. I get that's that a nutty. lot. Where people are like, "Are you sure you don't want to be more than just friends?" And I'm like, "Well, I kind of want to punch him in the face when he talks." And we've been on two dates, so I think it's not going anywhere. Okay, quick <laughs> advice. That sounds like marriage. <laughs> I have My heard wife that. says she wants to punch me in the face all the yeah, time. <laughs> that doesn't go away. Yeah, that does not change. Can I at least so, maybe have a time, though? So, Barbie, you're being too picky. See? <laughs> Can you I at least punch have a, a time where I don't want to, like, that's maybe be love. That, that sounds like marriage to me. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we're wrapping it up right there. I, 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 my, my too picky thing is I, I think that maybe it's what's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Because when you say, oh, he annoyed me with this. Yeah, well, I, we annoy each other yeah. all the time. So I think it's what hits that you go, that's it. This is, you've broken the threshold of this is too much. Yeah. And how long did you date before they broke that threshold? Yeah. And so I, that for me, that, that's been one of my questions is like, it's not, are you being too picky? It's where's your threshold? Yeah. Because I don't know. I, sometimes I hear single people say, we broke up because of this. And I'm like, Dude, I just did that yesterday. Mm-hmm. So... Why why was that a deal breaker for you? Yeah. That that would be the question I would ask is why why, why, why that? did that end it? But why I don't know. There's no there's no question I would ask. I don't care. It's not my business. <laughs> it's none of my freaking business. I hate going to wedding receptions, so stay single. So great. Stay single. <laughs> stay I'll single save my money. And let's go to a concert and hang out or whatever. Because, yeah. and truthfully for me, like I my wife is no one I would put on a list. You put a list of yeah. my wife and me for her, I mean, I was a struggling bad comedian when we met. She was her class president at a medical university. Yep. And then I met her dad. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hello, sir. <laughs> Aren't you proud? <laughs> I'm going to marry your daughter. Yeah, no, it's just, it's more, it's less, you can't, no one gets married to a list of qualities. So yeah. to say, aren't you being too picky? You know, if we really believe that there is, of course, we have agency, but there's coordination. We believe that there is the person. That's not the one or the cheesy part of it. It's just that there really is a plan. If you believe in a plan, no one can kneel down and pray and say, Heavenly Father, I'm tired of being picky. I'm going to marry someone who's not the person I'm supposed to wait for. Instead, I'm going to be less picky and take someone else. Yeah. That doesn't work well. 
All right, we will wrap it up right there. Sorry for all of you that have single amnesia. <laughs> Just be. You don't. We don't need your pity. Yeah, get I'm over it. Pity you guys. <laughs> Thankfully, Steve and I are single and still woke about everything. Yeah, but don't you so, think you're being a little woke. bit picky? <laughs> P- pretty picky and woke. Pretty picky. All right, well, we were wrapping up single. there. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Mm.